You're going to do this because you got no choice. You work for me. You keep changing the rules. You know, you're getting a little power drunk. But you, you know, you want to tell him, Edith? You want to wake him up? Oh, no. I said we shouldn't do any of it, Irving. You know I said that. So now I support Richie. He's got vision. Do it heavy or don't do it. What is that? I mean, he's the one ruining America, not me. How the f am I ruining America? Because people just got over Watergate and Vietnam, all right? And you're gonna shit all over politicians again? It's just because you want to be a big shot, got a promotion. No, promotion. I'm thinking big. All right, this is gonna be fantastic. We're doing video surveillance. I'm doing this from the feet up. You will never do it properly because you got too much government attitude to be small and sleek. I'm like the Viet Cong, man, all right? I'm in and I'm out. I was there the whole time. You don't know it, all right? That's an art of becoming somebody who people can pin their beliefs and their dreams on. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Silver Screen Podcast. The clip you just heard was from the movie American Hustle, which I am reviewing today. The movie stars Bradley Cooper, Jeremy Renner, Jennifer Lawrence, and Christian Bale are the main characters, directed by David O. Russell, who also did The Fighter, and Silver Linings Playbook, which starred Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, and they are back for this movie. And what this movie focuses on is, is a crime and comedy and drama film and it's from a screenplay that was written by Eric Warren Singer and also David O. Russell. And it's loosely based on the FBI operation um, Abscam of the late 70s and 80s. And Christian Bale and Amy Adams play two con artists who are forced by an FBI agent who's played by Bradley Cooper to set up an operation on corrupt politicians. So that is what this movie is about. Also, Jeremy Renner plays Mayor Carmike Pulido, and Jennifer Lawrence plays Rosalind Rosenfeld, which is Christian Bale's wife in the movie. So what I liked about this movie is that there are some amazing performances in this movie. Uh, The SAG Awards, this movie is nominated for Best Overall Cast in a movie. I would have to agree with that because the cast in this movie is just spectacular. You have great actors all around who really know their game. They've all worked with David O. Russell before, except maybe for the exception of Jeremy Renner. But everybody else has worked with David O. Russell that is in this movie. And this is Jennifer Lawrence talking about what it's like to work with David O. Russell. It's all fresh. It's all new. And it's exciting. And it's ad- adrenaline every day. And um, and yeah, there there is, there's like, after you've worked with David and going back and working with him again, it, it is a wonderful thing getting to work with, with people because you just have the greatest stories because he just does the he is so brilliant and the things that he says and the things that he can get you to do, like you don't, you can't work with David and not have a wonderful David O. Russell story. (laughs) Um, So to get to share that with everybody and that for us to all kind of know David and know how he works, it makes it, it makes the process a lot smoother. Again, that was Jennifer Lawrence who plays Rosalind Rosenfield in the movie, which is Christian Bale or Irving Rosenfeld's uh, wife. And the other characters in the movie are really interesting as well. As I said, Bradley Cooper plays the FBI agent Richie DeMasso. Amy Adams plays Sidney Prosser. And Jeremy Renner plays Mayor Carmine Polito. And Mayor Carmine Polito, played by Jeremy Renner, is a really good character. He's a very classy guy, and he wants to help the community. He wants to do well in his area, which he's a mayor of. He's the mayor of Camden, New Jersey. And he wants to really help the community in that way and just be a great leader for the people of Camden. And this is Jeremy Renner talking about his character. He's great at his job. He loves his job. He's principled. He's self-righteous. He's a, he's a lover, a communicator, and um, 
uh, no-nonsense kind of kind of politician and human being. It's a, he's a really complicated, interesting character. And as Jeremy Renner talked about right there, his character, Mayor Carmine Polito, he is a very interesting character. I have seen a couple of movies that Jeremy Renner has been in, most recently The Avengers and also The New Mission Impossible. He was in that, I believe, last year or the year before. But this is really my favorite performance from Jeremy Renner that I have seen in a while. He plays the mayor. He does an excellent job. He is great at his role. He understands his role completely and exactly what he is supposed to do in that role. He's a little bit naive in the movie, but he just wants to help people, and that's really what he wants to do, and that is why the people of Camden love him as the mayor is because he's so helpful. He cares for the people of the community and is really thoughtful to the people of Camden. So he's an important person in this movie. He's in this movie for quite a while. In fact, all of these characters have a lot of face time. They did a great job balancing the characters and their stories, so you get to see every character about the same amount. The only one that might be a little bit less is Jennifer Lawrence because she doesn't doesn't pop up in the movie until about about 45 minutes through and once her character gets on screen she does an absolutely amazing job obviously recognized by the academy um, for the golden globes awards the hollywood form press they awarded her best supporting actress in a motion picture this past sunday and she definitely deserves that she is just great in every single movie that she does and I think she's the best young actress in Hollywood today. Every movie she's in is a hit, and she gives an amazing performance, and this movie is no less. She does a great job. Some other characters in there in the movie are Amy Adams and also Bradley Cooper. This is the director, David O. Russell, talking about first Amy Adams' character, and then second, the character of Bradley Cooper, which is the FBI agent, Richie DeMazzo. In addition to her soulfulness and her intensity, I love bringing out a kind of vixen in her. You know, um... Uh, a mastermind, because she is, as a person, incredibly smart, Amy is, and she is very intuitive. So I built the character of Sydney slash Edith um, on my sense of, of, of Amy in a little bit. Bradley sometimes would improvise in ways that were would affect the scene. Um, he's kind of a, a remarkable collaborator, not only, I mean, I would be happy to make any film with him because he is... A, thinks like a filmmaker and he's very generous so he thinks of every what's best for every character in a scene not not just his character that was david o russell there the director and also writer of american hustle talking about amy adams character who plays sydney prosser and lady edith greensley i won't give that away though um that's a plot point but i'm not going to go into what that means and also the character of bradley cooper who plays richie damazo the fbi agent Again, this movie is really driven by the performances, and both of these characters give great performances in this movie. Obviously, this movie is getting a lot of recognition, and the performances are really what drive this movie. The movie has great writing as well. It's got great cinematography. All of that stuff is great in the movie, especially the costume design and the hair and makeup. Those are so well done in this movie. It's set in the 70s and also part of the early 80s, and you really get a great feel for these characters. And while I was watching the movie, I compared it a little bit to Wolf of Wall Street. And I know you're thinking, well, those are almost somewhat similar, but also very, very different. And you're right. They are very different. Wolf of Wall Street is very over the top, very flamboyant. Everything's massive and there's all these large sets and lots of people and great uh, earnings and everything in Wolf of Wall Street. This movie is a little more laid back. 
But it does have some moments that will surprise you. And I thought because it had fewer of those than Wolf of Wall Street, even though Wolf of Wall Street was more grotesque and more graphic, the moments that happened in American Hustle were actually more successful, if that makes sense. It had less profanity and less violence and less drugs. Obviously, still some drugs in this movie. But when they did those things in American Hustle, it meant more because it happened less. Whereas Wolf of Wall Street, it happens so much, you just get into a routine of it. But American Hustle, they don't do it as much, and it really means more. And I thought that was a great job by David O. Russell, because there are a few moments where you really feel for these characters, especially later on. There's a few things that happen in the movie. And because you know the characters so well, you feel for them, and you want them to just be the best that they can be. And also, there's a really good twist at the end of the movie. So I'll probably have to go back and see this movie again because once you understand the twist, you will see the movie in a different light as well, I think. I haven't watched it a second time, but now that I know the ending, I think if I went back and rewatched it, I would pick up on some things throughout the movie. And that's the sign of a great movie is if they get you to rewatch the movie, if the director gets you to rewatch it to find things that you didn't see before, that means they really paid a lot of attention to detail, which I think David O. Russell did a great job in this movie. Again, his previous two movies I love. The most recent ones that he's done, The Fighter with Christian Bale, Amy Adams is in that as well. And also... Silver Linings Playbook, which has Bradley Cooper and Jeremy, or not Jeremy Renner, excuse me, also Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence in that movie. Some other people that are in this movie that just have little cameos, um, some have major parts, but Michael Pena is in this movie. He plays the Sheik, who is like the person they are trying to get this deal done with, and he is kind of an important character in the movie. He's not in it for very long, though. Also, Robert De Niro is in this movie for only about five minutes. Maybe maybe a little bit more, but not much. But his character as Victor Tellagio is so effective, and is he plays that role so well. Even though he doesn't have very much screen time, he does a great job in that role and really makes you feel for this character. He kind of plays the villain in this movie, but he does such a good job of it that you are scared for what's going to happen to Christian Bale and Bradley Cooper and Amy Adams and all of them because of what Victor Telegio tells them. Also, Louis C.K. is in this movie. And when Louis C.K. popped up on screen, I was thinking, this is kind of interesting because this is Louis C.K. and more of a drama type movie. It has comedy in it, but at its heart, it's a crime drama. And the only thing I've seen Louis C.K. do is comedy. He's a very successful comedian, if you don't know, and he is very funny. So he plays Stoddard Thorson in this movie, who Bradley Cooper uh, talks with a lot. He is his boss, um, Bradley Cooper's boss. So they talk a lot in the movie. But Louis C.K. does a very good job of his part. He's maybe on the screen for about 20 minutes or so, comparable to Paul Giamatti's role in Saving Mr. Banks. Not a lot of screen time, but still a very important role. And I thought he did a very good job stepping outside of his comfort zone to take on a role that really wasn't necessarily funny, although he does add some humor, but is more of a serious type of role. Again, some other things I've already liked about this movie. The writing is great. This movie has a great soundtrack, a lot of 70s music, which if you're a fan of classic rock or 70s music, you're going to love this movie because the soundtrack just fits it so perfectly and really adds to the scenes. And also there's great cinematography in this movie as well. Every David O. Russell movie has that, but this movie does a really great job and it really sets the stage for the movie, makes you feel the characters more, exactly what cinematography is supposed to do, and they pull that off very well. 
Moving on to things I didn't like, there was not much, if really anything, that I could find that I did not like about this movie. It is a good length. It's not too long. It's a little bit over two hours, but that's the perfect length for this movie. It moves along very briskly, and you're never waiting for the next thing to happen in the movie. So that was a good sign of this movie. And it's probably my second or third favorite movie I've seen this year. Captain Phillips would probably be at the top as far as Oscar contenders. And then down from that would maybe either be Saving Mr. Banks or this one might be second. Uh, Her was very good. A review on that is coming in the next couple of weeks here on the Silver Screen Podcast. I really liked Inside Lewin Davis. Nebraska is up there as well. But this is definitely in the top five of the best movies that I saw that are Oscar contenders, which is really the focus of this podcast. So let's move on to that category, Oscar nominations. We can kind of judge this off of the Golden Globe Awards this movie won on Sunday. It won Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. It received seven nominations and won a decent amount of categories. Amy Adams won Best Actress for a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Didn't even really talk about her performance that much, but she does a great job in this movie playing alongside Christian Bale. She's pretty much his or his right-hand woman throughout this film, and she does a really good job in that role. Obviously, the Hollywood Foreign Press wanted to recognize her for that, and also Jennifer Lawrence won Best Supporting Actress for a Motion Picture. This film has also been nominated for 10 British Academy Film Awards. Those awards are a little later on in the month, and that is mainly awards, as it says, British Academy Film Awards, an awards show in Britain, but those still mean a lot to movies, the BAFTA Awards, and movies regard them very highly. They're thought of as the British Oscars, and those awards are on February 16th, so that's coming up in about a month, and we will see if this movie wins any BAFTA awards. As far as Oscar nominations, and we're getting very close to Oscar nominations, they come out tomorrow in the morning, and I will actually have a guest interviewer who will be on the show. Her name is Kristen Burt. She writes for NBC Universal's iVillage website. She's also an Oscars correspondent, covered the Oscars for quite a few years, and really has a great knowledge of the categories and the movies. And she will be, I'll be interviewing her on Thursday. I'll hope to have that up sometime Thursday afternoon or Friday for you. And you can hear our conversation about what we liked that got nominated, what we thought got snubbed, All of that will be coming up on a special episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. But as far as Oscar nominations that I think this movie will receive, I think it'll be a major contender. I think it's right up there with 12 Years a Slave, and it's right up there with Gravity as far as the number of nominations that it's going to receive. It should receive a Best Picture nomination. This is, no doubt, hands down, definitely in the top 10 movies that I saw this year, and I'm pretty sure it should get a Best Picture nomination. Bradley Cooper should probably get a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Now, I know that category is going to be tough. You have Will Forte for Nebraska who could possibly get in. Jonah Hill for Wolf of Wall Street. Jared Leto is a lock for Dallas Buyers Club. He might even win that category. He won it at the Golden Globes. So it would be hard for Bradley Cooper to win this category, I think. But I think he still deserves a nomination in that category. Also, Best Supporting Actress for Jennifer Lawrence. That's pretty much a lock. I don't know if she'll win that. They're saying Meryl Streep could get nominated for August Osage County. There's a few other actresses as well. June Squibb for Nebraska is another one. And some of the leading lady performances have been great this year. Also, supporting roles have been really well done. And Emma Thompson will get nominated for Best Actress. Um, That's no doubt. And she could even win that category. She'll be going up against Sandra Bullock, though, for Gravity. 
That begs the question, does Amy Adams receive a nomination for Best Actress in a movie? Um, Amy Adams won this award because at the Globes, they split it up between drama and musical or comedy. So this movie is considered a comedy. Amy Adams was nominated in that comedy category, and she won. That field was not particularly strong at the Golden Globes. So Amy Adams was able to pick up that award. I don't know if she gets an Oscar nomination, though. It's very, very difficult, especially with all the great performances that women had this year in film. As I mentioned, it's going to be hard, but who knows? She could get an Oscar nomination. We'll find out tomorrow. Um, Other categories this should get nominated for. Best Director, I mean, David O. Russell is one of the great directors of our time. He should get nominated, as well as Paul Greengrass for Captain Phillips, Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave, Alexander Payne. For Nebraska, Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity, who won at the Golden Globes. There also might be a few other people that sneak in to that category. John Hancock for Saving Mr. Banks. I thought that movie was very well done. I don't see why he's not deserving of an Oscar nomination for Best Director. And David O. Russell will be a big contender in this category because he has done a great job directing. He's one of the best directors that we have today, as I've said. And he should be able... Oh, Scorsese. That's who I was forgetting for Wolf of Wall Street. Um, So he will have some tough competition in that category, but he should at least get a nomination. Uh, This should get a nomination for Best Original Screenplay. It is a very good screenplay. It'll be right up there with Nebraska, which is the Best Original Screenplay as far as who wins that category. And I don't know who's going to win it. I thought Nebraska's screenplay was a little bit better, but this is still very good as well. Again, that's going to be a real tough decision. Also, this movie should get nominations for Best Costumes and also Best Hair and Makeup because the hair in this movie and the makeup are just so well done. They did such a great job setting the time period with the costumes and the hair and makeup. That should get nominated in those categories. It could also win those categories as well. Obviously, Great Gatsby is another contender in those categories, but American Hustle is right up there because that was just excellently done in this movie. So, I give this movie overall a grade of probably A-. minus. It takes a lot for me to get an A, and there's only a few movies this year that I've given an A to. I think I gave an A to Saving Mr. Banks, uh, Captain Phillips, and also maybe Nebraska. And this is just a little bit of a tear down, but I still really like the movie. It's a great movie. Go see it in the theaters. Go see it before the Oscars because it is well done. It is one of the my favorite movies that I've seen this year and for the Oscars contention. And it was just a really well-done movie all around. Performances were great. As I mentioned, everything else about the movie was great. So, again, I give it an A-. Next time on the Silver Screen Podcast, we will either review Inside Llewyn Davis, which is the new Coen Brothers movie starring Oscar Isaac, or we will review Her, the new Spike Jones film with Joaquin Phoenix. That just came out. I saw it over the weekend. Very good. And we will have a full review of that coming up. In the next couple of weeks, also stay tuned for the interview with Kristen Burt for the Oscars nominations. Her and I will break down those and analyze them. And also Reba Merrill, who I interviewed and is actually a voter for the Academy Awards. So coming up, I will release an episode that is my interview with her, and she shares what she thinks should get nominated at the Oscars. And it's a really interesting conversation with her about her life, her career, All of that stuff is coming up on the Silver Screen Podcast. So a lot of new material coming up here in the next couple weeks 
on the Silver Screen Podcast. Again, you can find the podcast on iTunes. Please subscribe. That always is the best way to get episodes right downloaded to your iTunes, and they are downloaded as soon as they become available. So please subscribe to the Silver Screen Podcast on iTunes. You can also find it on Stitcher Radio, the TuneIn app, or the Zoom Marketplace. Also be sure to like the Silver Screen Podcast on Facebook and also follow at the SS Podcast on Twitter. That is where episodes are released first and you can find them immediately after they are posted. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast and I hope you will join me next time.